importance of rules and boundaries. I think I may have taught a little on this subject in the past, but uh, even from this one, one of the passages here, but I want it to be a blessing and encouragement uh, to you, especially our younger folks, and uh, maybe help them to understand uh, something in their lives at this time. Um, uh, let me get to the uh, preface of the story here. We are about to come to this portion in our Sunday school class. We are in Exodus 17 today, and we saw the importance of having godly friends and and uh, a support group that Aaron and her were to Moses, and Aaron and her helped Moses hold up the rod. And when uh, the Israelites were fighting the Amalekites, if uh, Moses's hands went down, then the Amalekites would prevail. But if Moses stayed his hands up, then the Israelites would prevail. And then what did class? What did uh, what did Moses do? What did Aaron and her do for Moses? He brought a big, they brought a big rock for him to sit on, but then they also, they held up his arms and they did that until, how long did they do that? Until what? Until the sun went down, yes. And ultimately they got the victory. Uh, and then after that, uh, God told Moses, or actually Moses went and he built an altar and he told Moses to write this in a journal. He told Moses to write this down and rehearse it to Joshua and then, uh, um, so he rehearsed it to Joshua, and then Moses built an altar, and he called it, what did he call the altars? Anybody remember? Jehovah what? Remy? Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. And um, so that's a little bit before, I don't know why I brought that up, just because we're almost to, we're almost in our story, we're almost to this here regarding Moses setting some boundaries, but just before Moses was about to give the Ten Commandments, uh, just before God was about to give them to Moses at the top of Mount Sinai, he told Moses to set some boundaries, and he told Moses to set some boundaries in order to uh, uh, that the people and the animals wouldn't touch the mountain, or else uh, they would be killed, and they'd be killed by by being stoned, by rocking them or shooting them through with an arrow, the Bible says. And uh, so the rule was that if they would, uh, they'd be killed if they touched that mountain. And if they touched it, they'd, they'd have to die. And so uh, ultimately the rule was obey. If you disobey, you're going to die. And, you know, that's very similar to uh, what happened in the Garden of Eden. God said, don't eat of all these trees here, except for the tree, you could eat of every tree, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat it, you shall what? You'll die. You'll, you shall surely die. Very good. And uh, we know, we understand that is a spiritual, uh, well, that, that's a physical death, actually. And uh, they did it, uh, and the Lord made coats of skins and clothed them. And so there's still, uh, disobedience is wrong. And uh, the point that I want us to understand here, want us to see, is that. And so, but when I think about this, what's the big deal about touching the mountain? What's the big deal about touching the uh, mountain? Well, God said, don't do it. And if you do it, it's wrong. We need to look at everything God says in that capacity. God do says, don't do something. 
disobedience is wrong. It's sin. And so my automatic thought is, you know, what a harsh consequence for uh, such a petty command not to touch the mountain. And that's what's wrong with me. If you think that something is, uh, you know, what's the big deal when God says do something and you don't do it, that is not a good mindset to have. And, and but I thought about that. And I think, you know, I don't understand what's the big deal. But I know, again, that when we disobey God, it brings consequence. And just like partaking of the forbidden fruit like Adam and Eve did. So uh, that is the uh, preface or the setting of this here as we read in Exodus 19. And look at verse number 12. And God tells Moses this. Exodus 19, verse number 12. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that ye go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. And then uh, look with me, if you will, to Psalm 147. Psalm 147. In verse 14. Psalm 147 in verse 14, the Bible says this, He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. He maketh peace in the borders, and filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. Let's pray. Father, I need you this evening, Lord. I pray that you'd help my uh, train of thought here. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd... Uh, Make spirit-filled listeners, Lord. I pray that you'd help me to be a spirit-filled preacher. Lord, I depend upon you. Lord, I need you. I pray that you'd communicate what you have for us this evening. May we be receptive to your word. May we desire the meat of your word, Lord, that we you may feed us, Lord. And uh, Lord, may, may that be our prayer, God, that we would receive from you what your word has for, uh, for us. And uh, Lord, we commit the evening to you. Thank you for the day. Thank you for this Lord's Day and a wonderful day to worship, uh, to serve you, and uh, to be around your people. I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. I've been around parents before that have uh, seemed to be more strict than others. How many know some strict parents in here, young people? How many think your parents, <laughs> I don't have to ask this, they're looking over at them. Uh, how, many, how many know some strict parents other than your parents? Raise your hand. All right, I think we all we all do. Uh, parents, how many in here have known some strict parents before? How many would consider your parents to have been strict parents? Parents? Okay. All right, so it all balances out in here a little bit here, but uh, I've been around parents that have seemed to be more strict than others, and as I was growing up, I didn't really feel like my parents were so strict. I mean, they had rules, and they had boundaries, and uh, they uh, expected certain things, uh, certain obedience and stuff. And uh, but I, I knew parents that were super strict. At least I considered them to be uh, super strict. And they weren't even. I wouldn't even consider them to be Christian parents. Um, but uh, those parents were often criticized for their rules, 
uh, for their kids. And I'll tell you, I was probably, I was one of the ones that would criticize, man, they're so strict over there. I don't want to go over there. Your parents are super strict and man, they're mean. Um, man, I would not like that and stuff. And I spoke, I would call it stupid and they're strict. And what's that all about? You know, that's, that's dumb. But uh, as I grew up, I'd often think about certain rules and things that uh, my friends sometimes couldn't do. And I'd think that, uh, man, it wasn't fair uh, because all the other neighborhood kids uh, got to do certain things. And kids, you do understand that a lot of times the reason you think something is strict is because your peers may think that that is strict. And the people, the kids, the friends that you have, they might think, oh, that's strict, and so that's why you think it's strict. When in reality, it might not be so strict after all. It's all relative. But anyway, I don't know if that was above your heads or not. But, um, but I think about that and, and uh, um, think that, man, that's not fair. All those other kids get to do this. And even, even as I got into uh, uh, you know, being in high school and stuff, uh, there were certain rules that I have that other kids didn't have to uh, go by. And I'm thinking, oh, my parents, my grandparents are strict. I remember one time I was at a friend's birthday. Uh, I remember one time it was a friend's birthday, and uh, my friend Jason and I were neighbors, and uh, we had the same friend. I was invited to the birthday party, and my friend Jason was also invited to the birthday party, but uh, I was allowed to go. My parents didn't have any problem with me going to the birthday party, but uh, Jason's parents, Jason's dad particularly, didn't want him to go over and spend the night at the birthday party. And I kind of thought, man, that's that's mean. It's what's the big deal? There's a whole bunch of us kids are going to get together and stuff. And well, I didn't end up going to the birthday party because I wanted to kind of comfort my friend Jason and stay with him and uh, stay at his house. I ended up staying at his house that night and, and we had a good time together. I don't remember what we did and stuff, but but uh, I wouldn't say that the friend that was even having the birthday party was a bad kid and his parents weren't even. Uh, you know, I wouldn't consider them to be, you know, things a uh, family that you need to be skeptical about. I don't know them. I didn't know maybe something uh, Jason's dad knew that I didn't know now, but I don't think they were essentially wicked people. But Jason's dad had decided that he wasn't going to allow his son to go over to the birthday party sleepover, and that's the way that it was. I remember other times going over to Jason's house and uh, there were things that I wanted to do, and there were events that um, we could have been a part of and done. Uh, we had this 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 teacher that was from another city, maybe a couple hours away, uh, but he would come down on the weekends, and he he bought a piece of property just maybe a couple blocks down from us, and he ended up digging this lake out uh, out in the desert there, and he had an island on. Uh, this uh, pond, it was a pond, it wasn't a big lake, it was a pond, but it was pretty big, and then he'd built this shack over there, um, and then they would go, and a couple of times I went with Jason and him, and he was a science teacher, and we would go catch snakes, we would go catch lizards, uh, at nighttime we'd drive around with uh, spotlights, and we'd spotlight the, uh, uh, well you didn't have to spotlight those animals too much, uh, we'd catch the snakes, bring them home in a in a bag, and then we let a bunch of reptiles go on this island. And you got to feed them, and so we'll go and we'll catch these uh, these desert rats. I forget what they're called. 
catch these desert rats and you'd let them go and you feed them all to the different reptiles that he had. Well, it's the snakes that he had and stuff. Huh? Kangaroo rats. Yes. And, but we had, we had a good time doing stuff like that. Well, there were a couple of times where we weren't able to go and do some fun things like that. And I think, man, Jason's dad, he's just a mean guy. Why doesn't he let his son have any fun and stuff? And I remember, I literally remember going over to Jason's house a couple of different times and I'm thinking, man, let's go do something fun. Ask his dad. He said, no, he can't go. And Jason is in this Quanton hut. It's a garage and it's hot out there where we're at. And Jason had to uh, sort out these little drawers of nuts and bolts and like organize the different tools in the shed there. I'm thinking, man, this totally stinks here. I'm, um, I love you, Jason, but I don't love you this much to stick around and organize. No, but I did. There were several times where I'd stay there at Jason's house and I would help organize the nuts and bolts and stuff. And I really, I really didn't dislike going to Jason's house because he, he, he had a pretty fun place. And I remember other times going to Jason's house and there were things I wanted to do and, and we couldn't do. Uh, but I, I wasn't so discouraged because Jason's house was a, a, a fun house. I would think that it was unfair at the time, but looking back and learning some of the reasoning behind the protection that, uh, that uh, his dad was giving him, I totally understand now where he was coming from. At least I know, understand a little bit where he's coming from. He loved his son, and he wanted the best for his son. He wanted to protect his son. And he, he, he cared about his boy, and uh, he has a daughter as well. Well, Jason and his wife now, they're living respectable lives, and they're contributing positively to society. And I think largely because of some of the rules and some of the boundaries that we learned, uh, that he learned, and I learned kind of as a, indirectly as a kid. And uh, so I want to encourage you young people this morning, even old people, Older people, uh, everywhere in between rules and boundaries are for every area of life. I wasn't expecting a whole lot of amens, but <laughs> um, it, rules are not just made to be broken. Uh, rules and boundaries are for purposes. Now, I will admit I've, there have been some rules and I thought, you know, they're even being older. This is a really stupid rule. Okay, uh, but the fact of the matter is it's there and I can go through maybe proper channels to try to overturn that and stuff or or uh, I need to just uh, realize that sometimes there are stupid rules that I've got to deal with and and such. And so uh, rules and boundaries are for every area of life. Marriages that don't have rules and boundaries often find squabbling between one another as a result. Homes where parents let their children do whatever they want often turn out Children who break their parents' hearts bring shame to the Lord. When it comes to being a Christian, there's a certain way that we ought to look at rules and boundaries. Um, I believe in uh, I believe in rules with relationship, and I'll preach that. All uh, rules without relationship breed rebellion, and so I think there's a time of uh, parents and and kids where your parents don't always have to explain the rules to you why they're there. Uh, there are other times it may not be the time that we want to explain to you why the rule is there, and we we don't have to, and uh, but I think uh, we should uh, in due time come around and and try to explain uh, some of those rules and the hearts uh, be the heart behind it. 
And so rules and boundaries ought to be filtered through the lenses of protection, the lens of freedom, and a lens of liberty. Uh, the believer who wants to please the Lord and to live a holy life must establish rules and boundaries. Simply put, you will never find peace in life without establishing certain rules and certain boundaries. And it starts, it starts now. It starts with understanding uh, that, uh, man, uh, this is a rule here. This, this thing is here, and, and I've got to deal with it. And so I want to share with you several critical thoughts uh, or uh, several thoughts, may not be too critical, about the importance of some rules and boundaries. And I ran out of battery here, Sammy. Can you go get me uh, two AA batteries? Let's just go to the back and get those. <clears throat> some rules and boundaries uh, regarding um, what is the importance of them. First of all, number one uh, is this. Look at verse number 12. Rules and boundaries, number one, rules and boundaries show where your freedom lies. Rules and boundaries show you where your freedom is. Without rules and boundaries, it can just be a free-for-all, uh, anarchy, they call it, and just doing what you, the Bible says, they did that which was, which was pleasing in their own eyes, uh, paraphrase there. Uh, they did that which was right in their own eyes. Well, God gives some rules and some boundaries of what's right and what's wrong, and uh, there isn't any black and white to it, and so you can be sure that uh, you're doing the right thing. You're following him. You're pleasing him. And he says, uh, uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so we have the opportunity. We get to show God we love him by obeying him. And so, number one, uh, first, rules and boundaries show where your freedom lies. Look at verse number 12. Thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that ye go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. And so, uh, what if Mo Moses had disobeyed in setting the bounds? And here's a, here's, a, here's a point. God has allowed leaders to be in your life leaders to be in our lives that have set some rules and some boundaries. And uh, there's been some thought put into those rules and those boundaries. There's probably been prayer put into those rules and boundaries, especially if they're uh, spiritual leaders for us. Uh, but had Moses disobeyed in setting boundaries uh, for the children of Israel, there would have been a whole lot of people that died and the blood would have been on the hands of Moses. So I just want to illustrate here uh, for a moment regarding setting some boundaries. You can imagine here, just for illustration's sake, we're going to say that up here on the platform is Mount Sinai. Okay, we're going to say that I'm Moses, and we're going to say you're all are the children of Israel there. And so God gave Moses the command to set some boundaries. And uh, the way he set those boundaries, I think, showed, uh, showed some of the protection and care that he had. To, uh, uh, to the children of Israel. I can, uh, it, I'm glad it wasn't me because uh, the way that the Israelites were murmuring at Moses, you know, I would have kept note, kept track of, okay, who's the, who's the top murmurer around here? Who's the one that's been doing the complaining? Okay, I'm going to set this boundary. All right, go ahead. Don't go past that boundary over there, all right? Uh, no, but, uh, but if it was your job to set the, if you were Moses and it was your job to set the boundary, to protect you people, to keep you from getting killed, to keep you from getting stoned, uh, to keep you uh, people to uh, keep you from getting shot through with an arrow because you disobey 
the commandment of the Lord in touching the boundaries. Where do you think a wise place to set the boundary would be? I'd, I'd say pretty far back, wouldn't you? I think that would show some extra care in setting that boundary a little bit. I think it would be pretty foolish to set that boundary right here. Now, he could do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. And technically, uh, technically, uh, the thing is this, don't touch the mount. But that allows people to get pretty close to the mount, right? I can just see LifePoint Baptist Church kids over there. It got, you know, going up to that. And yeah, definitely, if it was our kids, we're going to set these things over at the end of the property. You guys stay far away from that. No, but Moses, in his, in his love, but in his obedience to God, man, if I was him, I don't, I don't know if this does it justice, but I'd be setting these things far away. I'd be setting these boundaries far away to keep the keep the Canaans in the, and uh, keep the Morasco family as they were fighting each other and tripping and accidentally going and, and uh, falling over and touching uh, the boundary. And, okay, now we gotta, now we got to kill you. Get over there. We're going to throw some rocks at you. We're going to shoot you through with an arrow, you dummy. <clears throat> the, the point is this. The point is this. Moses had to set some boundaries. And the boundaries were set for the protection of the people. And young people in here, your parents have some boundaries that have been set for you. Not because they want to be mean and, and they don't want you to have any fun, but because they love you. And yeah, you're not going to get shot through with an arrow probably. And nobody's going to take you in the back and throw a rock and kill you or anything like that. Uh, but because we love you and we don't want you uh, to suffer any of the consequences there are some things that we see that you don't see, you don't understand. And so one of the great things about this is within these boundaries here, these are the boundaries you can't go past. But all the boundaries back here, man, you can do whatever you want over here. You can have fun, you can wrestle and fight over here, not in church, okay? But you can wrestle and you can, you can do whatever you want within the freedom of this boundary over here and you're protected, and you don't have to worry about being killed. Yeah, that's a blessing, right? But what if Moses had disobeyed in setting the boundaries, and, and uh, that could have called a mul caused a multitude of people to die? Without the setting of the boundaries, many innocent people could have suffered. How were they innocent? Because they didn't know. They were ignorant to the to the to the command that God had given Moses. The other night, I was walking to the mailbox in the in the dark time, and and I'll take the dogs for the walk up the drive there. And uh, the dogs followed me over to the main road, Route 700, and and the speed limit is 35 and 700. Okay, so everybody knows <laughs> it's not 55. It's not as fast as you want. And man, I feel I I hate that people speed on that road there. I want to put a put one of those those uh, reflective kid playing signs right in the middle of that there, um, and if I ever see one, I will. But if I ever get one, but anyway, I was walking to the road there, and the middle of the middle of the night, I checked the mailbox. The mailbox is right, you know, here's seven hundred, and the dumb dogs come tromping over. They're through the grass, come tromping over in the middle of seven hundred, and literally. 
Coco almost died. Um, the car came. I yelled at her. They slowed down, and I yelled at them. And uh, I actually I didn't. I I don't think. Um, <clears throat> but the point is this. Um, the point is this. Yeah, it's a it's a dog and didn't probably know the boundary, didn't understand that. Our driveway is a blacktop, so what's the difference between this driveway and this driveway? Uh, but still, there are boundaries there, and uh, freedom is found within the lines of the rules and boundaries that you establish in any area of your life. Um, so she didn't know the boundaries. You can do whatever you want inside of the established rules and the boundaries, and rules and boundaries aren't oppressive. They're not to make you bored. They're not to limit your freedom. They're not to, they're not to keep you from having fun. Uh, they're, they're, they're the lines that show you where your freedom is. Man, we got almost, almost three acres that that dog could have went that way. But she went this way onto the road and almost got killed. I remember my friend Jason couldn't go to a lot of uh, places, and that was okay by me. I told you I enjoyed going to his house. Uh, because he lived one block away from me and uh, down the dirt road, and uh, I could always go over there, and it was fun. Uh, his dad one year, one summer, uh, I don't know if it's summer or not, but he had the pool in the summer. His dad had a backhoe, and he, he dug a big, he dug a pool out in this dirt area, and he had a, a concrete truck come, and he literally, they, they made a pool out of concrete, just a uh, uh, hand and trowel. He had a, a team of people that came over there and they concreted this big hole that they dug and they had filter system and uh, they even had a little dugout spot where you could sit and uh, it, it was a cool thing. We got to put our names in the, in the concrete of the pool and stuff and we had many summers over there that I spent at that pool uh, at my friend Jason's house and it was a fun place to go. Well, his dad dug that hole and and it was a cool place to hang out in uh, Newberry Springs, California. And uh, for Jason's birthday, his dad, uh, he had a big birthday party and all the friends, some of the friends that he couldn't go over to their house, they all came over to his house. And somebody in here said something. Now I understand why, uh, you know, as an adult, uh, not letting me go over to somebody's house, but they can come over to my house. This can be the community house for the, uh, for the local kids. Um, but anyway... Um, Jason's birthday party, his dad made him a, he always had something that he could ride on. I remember he had quads, I remember he had motorcycles, I remember he had ATCs, he had these little uh, go-kart doom buggy things, and I had a, a motorcycle for a while, and I had uh, this uh, doom buggy thing, it was called an Indian four-stroke, everybody called it an Odyssey, but it was basically uh, like a one-seater go-kart, and it had a big back like this with a flag, and uh, that's how I, I don't remember, I got a, I got a burn, an uh, exhaust pipe burn on my cab from something. I, maybe that was a three-wheeler, I don't know. But, but I remember Jason's house that birthday, his dad made him a mud bog birthday party. And he had gotten uh, some machine out and made this track out in the, he had five acres of property, made this uh, dirt track out there, and then... Uh, we'd be out there. Whoever had something they could ride was out there. He dug a little ditch area and put water in there 
and mud, and it was a mud bogging spot right there. And so by the time we were done uh, with that mud bog, man, it was super fun, and we're all muddy, and that was a great time. I, but, uh, but I enjoyed going over to Jason's house because of the liberty and the freedom and the fun that he had within the rules, within the boundaries of his own place. Many of you have that type, you know, maybe not have a mud bog, but you've got that type of freedom, you've got that type of liberty, you've got that type of wholesome home that you can look forward to. You don't need to be looking outside uh, to try to, uh, try to satisfy certain things. He had so much freedom and so much fun within the boundaries of staying at his home when he was told to. Number two, number two, rules and boundaries result in peace for those who respect them. Rules and boundaries result in peace for those who respect them. I know I'm talking to young people, I'm talking to, you know, older folks as well. And uh, I don't know, when I, when I say rules and boundaries result in peace, I wonder, do our young people, do they understand that? Do you know what peace is, young people? You know what it is to have peace? Yeah. You don't have that uneasiness. Uh, but the Bible says in Psalm 147, verse 14, He maketh peace in thy borders. Within the borders of life, in the, uh, the realms where that God has given you, there is peace in that. And filleth thee with the finest of wheat. Rules and boundaries show everyone the lines that they shouldn't cross. For instance, you have peace when driving down the road as long as you stay within your lane. Uh, what if they don't have uh, the lines in the middle there, Pastor Sam? Well, don't go off the road. You'll have peace there. The lines, they establish the lanes. They establish the rules and the boundaries that help keep peace as you drive down the road. Does that make sense? Uh, and there are, there are rules and boundaries that, that we experience on a daily basis. Likewise, marriages, likewise, families, likewise, uh, the job environment. And uh, the believer who walks the Christian walk uh, will find peace when everyone respects the rules and the boundaries that are set. There ought to be, there ought to be rules and boundaries within marriages. I recently mentioned, uh, it's been a few weeks ago now, I guess, but divorce being a bad word in our household. Now, that's, that's, a, that's something that we established. That's something that we've talked about. That's something that uh, as uh, knowing and uh, being in a, a family or experiencing uh, families that have been through several divorces, uh, man, I, I, I want to prevent that. I want to set some rules and some boundaries. You say, that's a stupid rule, Pastor Sam. It just not saying the word uh, isn't going to keep you from, from happening. I, maybe, maybe not. But, but it's something that uh, we feel strongly about, and it's something that we've set in our lives. You say, you just said it in church. <laughs> if we're not going to entertain the thought of the word, I think it helps in not entertaining, uh, not uh, in entertaining uh, the thought of the action as well. Um, there are other rules and boundaries in, uh, in uh, I think in in spiritual leadership and in other types of leadership, or even in marriage relationships. I've set some rules that I'm not going to be with the opposite gender, uh, save my immediate family. 
and uh, my wife would hold to the same thing. Uh, I think I heard somebody say something about Mike Pence uh, established that as well. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be with somebody of the opposite gender uh, alone. Is that is anybody testify about that? Yeah. And uh, those are some rules and some boundaries that he's set. And man, I respect that. I respect that in a day and age where it's tear the rules down, tear the walls down, bring it all down. Uh, you know, there are some reasons for setting uh, boundaries and rules. It's a bound that's been established and communicated uh, for protection and for safety. You're not going to hear uh, probably some immorality going on uh, in Mike Pence's life because of a rule, uh, because of a boundary that he set in his life like that. Respecting each other's rules and boundaries is how people get along with each other and how people enjoy freedom and protection. Number three, and lastly here, actually, no, I got one more. Thirdly, rules and boundaries are for every person of any age. Uh, just because you're an adult or an older adult uh, doesn't mean you got the right to do uh, whatever we want. This uh, command uh, that Moses uh, was given was applicable to everyone. It wasn't applicable, it wasn't just to a specific age group. It wasn't just to the little ones, hey, keep them far away from the mount there. No, it was for all spectrum of uh, ages there. And uh, so uh, the old uh, people weren't allowed to touch the bounds. The young people weren't allowed to touch the bounds. Uh, the young people and teenagers and kids, none of them were to touch the bounds or they would die. I remember having a conversation with a computer tech at at a church I worked at some time ago, and one day I was on my computer in a cubicle atmosphere, and I had my friend, Josh Smith, actually, he's right next to me, <laughs> and uh, we were, I think we were researching on Belize. Uh, we were going to send a team to Belize and uh, researching some information, and then this, uh, this image popped up, immoral, bad image, just popped up on the computer screen of the church office where we were working there, and man, a quick shut it down. We looked at each other. We're like, what? And uh, then uh, a day or so later, I went and I spoke with our church tech guy uh, to see about getting some type of protection on my, uh, it was my personal computer. It was a laptop and uh, asking him about it. And uh, then uh, he said something about, uh, uh, let's see, his response was this in, in these words, some words like this. He, thought, he said this, he thought that someone who is in the ministry ought to have enough character uh, to not go on bad sites to begin with. And I agreed, and I then told him that the image popped up without any provocation. I told him, you know, we were just, we were just searching out, uh, and, and I think Belize maybe being a tropical area, I don't know, uh, but uh, uh, an immoral thing popped up there. But I ended up, uh, he ended up telling, not helping me is the bottom line. And uh, I didn't end up getting any help from the guy, but uh, today that guy's not in the ministry, and I heard it's because of certain immorality. Um, and so there are boundaries that we can set and should set, and they are good. They are not bad. Every person of every age must live by rules and boundaries if we're going to enjoy the peace uh, that rules and boundaries give. Sometimes older adults throw the rules and the boundaries out after their kids become adults to their own detriment. 
if the rules and boundaries were good for you uh, when you uh, had young children or uh, younger children, uh, they still uh, should be good for us now. And they'll still help us to have peace and uh, continue to be good for us today. And I understand circumstances change. I understand times change. And you may not need so many certain precautions on certain things, but, but they're still uh, in good in them. Number four. We're talking about rules and boundaries and some of the importance of setting these here. Number four, rules and boundaries mean nothing if they're not enforced. They mean nothing if they're not enforced. If you're not going to live by rules and boundaries, uh, there's, there's really no purpose for them. Unenforced rules, unenforced boundaries always result or can result in heartache. I've watched people use the excuse that <clears throat> people are adults, so uh, they're not going to enforce the rules. Uh, but that usually results in ruined lives because of compromise and because of sin. If you want to enjoy a life of peace, if you want to enjoy uh, a life of, uh, of uh, bountiful, the Bible uses the word, uh, it describes it, Psalm 147, verse 14, he maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the finest of wheat. That doesn't mean you're going to get a whole sack of wheat, okay? You understand that, right? The application is God brings blessing. Within the rules, within the boundaries of that freedom, God brings the blessings along. I don't have any fancy illustration, anything like that. Great story. The fact of the matter is, when you do what God wants you to do, blessings come from that. When you obey God, when I've, when I've obeyed God, he, he blesses. There's not a consequence to obedience. But on the contrary, there is consequence to disobedience. How many would testify of God's blessing as you obey? Absolutely. And so we can look at rules, we can look at boundaries in a couple of different ways, but I pray the way that we'll look at rules, the way that we'll look at boundaries is, man, um, overall, there's a goodness to them. Overall, there's, there's freedom. Um, if I don't do this, and uh, there's freedom if I do this if I live within the realms of these bounds. And so if you want to enjoy a life of peace, establish some rules and boundaries and learn to live by them. Learn to respect them no matter uh, what your position or age may be. Uh, the battle for peace is necessary. The battle for peace is worthy. And peace isn't found without rules. But peace is found by living according to established rules, and boundaries. Let's bow. Father, I want to thank you for the principles of your word, God. I thank you for, <clears throat> I thank you for examples that I've seen in life, Lord, of folks. I'm not boasting on being a rule follower. You know that, Lord. You know my heart. And I pray that I've been able to communicate the importance of setting boundaries and principles for boundaries. 
And then we see the importance of obedience ultimately, obedience to you ultimately. And God, I pray that you'd uh, take these, take your word here and uh, these words, and I pray that you'd uh, bless as only you can, Lord. And I pray that you'd do a work in our hearts. Help us to uh, understand your love and care and a provision for our lives. May we enjoy the freedom within those, within that realm. And I pray that you'd work in us. With heads bowed and eyes closed, we'll have a time of invitation here. Let's all stand. And if the Lord has spoken to your heart in some capacity...